Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm waiting for this. It's a show that brings you all good things for both. Put up two halves with the three wise men of football: Tom Woods, Michael Carden Edwards, and the bitter toffee himself, Lee Collard. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Pod of Two Halves. The footballing podcast that brings you all good things football related and of course brought to you through our partners at the Sports Social Podcast Network. Now if all's gone to plan, you're now limbering yourselves up for the weekend by listening to the pod of two halves. Welcome to the weekend pod and here to discuss a few of our favourite fixtures as well as a quick look at the old fantasy football. I've got myself, Lee, and I'm joined by Mr. Who should I go to first? I'm going to go say Mikey Carden-Edwards and then Mr. Tom Woods. Mikey, how you doing bro? Yeah, man, I'm very well. Very well indeed. We are approaching another weekend. Another weekend of misery. Usually, I'm like, I'm usually really happy, right? The, the horrible, disgusting international break is over. These stupid breaks that just rock up every bloody week, it seems. And I'm like, yo, man, let's get back into the swing of things. Club football, October, here we go, running in for Christmas. No, 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 no. It's all misery for me, my friend. So, yeah. Well, football, what football? On that note, I guess because last time on the last pod we did an intro and obviously it's all about me in the marathon and getting a medal and being really great at running, blah, blah, blah. However, we didn't talk about Everton, Man United. No, because you didn't come on the pod, mate. <laughs> well, I, I was running that little thing called a marathon, mate, you know, just collecting the medal. You know? I, 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 I said on the pod and I'll repeat it again, had Tom Davis decided to spank that top corner, Lee Collard's ailing body would have found its way onto last week's podcast. <laughs> Mikey, is that what you're alluding to though, in terms of not being excited for the weekend, Man United in general? Yeah, dreadful, dreadful football team. I've I have wasted so much energy and time arguing with people on the internet about Manchester United, and it's just it's just the same thing every time. I, I've got I've kind of got I've I can sum it up now in a very succinct way. If man, if if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer didn't have a Man United connection, the Ole Inners would be screaming for his head. That's a fair point. That's it. It is. That's all it is now. It is just blind optimism that a guy that the vast majority of these people that are screaming it have probably <clears throat> never seen him play as well, by the way. Yeah. They don't fucking remember him playing for us because bear in mind, he barely played for us, right? He come off the bench a lot. He sit on the bench. That was his gimmick, Yeah. God almighty. Well, we spoke yes. about it in the last pod, mate. He uh, came on and scored a winner in the Champions League final. As Great. you put it, shanked a leg out or whatever it was. Stuck a leg well out done. as it was already going in. <sighs> so out of interest, was, was it Sheringham's header? Was it Sheringham? Can I ask you a question, Woods? Who scored your goal in your Champions League victories? Yeah. The last one you did against City. What was the score? It was one then. Who scored the winner? Kai Havertz. 
Is he going to be put in folklore as fucking Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is? Is he going to be like basically untouchable <laughs> the, the in way, 20 years' time? The way is he's Havertz playing, be, No, no. Or is he going to come back as manager and be un- unsackable? Un- you can't comment a bad thing about him because he scored that goal in the European final. Is that yeah, it? I, I mean, I'd, I'd anticipate not. Now, for what it's worth, we, did, we had literally the same situation with Frank. Let's not get it. And, and some of those fans are still, to this day adamant that Frank Lampard should still be managed. We literally won a European Cup because he was gone, all right? And there's still some fans that will basically, like, uh, die on that hill that Frank Lampard, we should have stuck with him. Um, I, I just genuinely think people haven't got a fucking clue about football. That's my thing. I just The more and more I argue with people about this, the more and more I'm just like, you're just fucking idiots. I, uh, I, I promise see a lot I've, of your Twitter interactions with people and I'm always like, shall I, shall I interact? And then I'm like, I read what the person said. And I'm like, no, because this isn't the same person. And they're not going to listen. They're not going to listen. They're just going to spout nonsense and I'll just be worse off for the experience. Uh, so yeah, look. You know, you know, I have stats, right? I promised stats last week. You did promise stats. You've been I promising deliver stats. The stats. I have stats. I'll get to them when we get later on in the show. Because, of course, it's game picks, right? It's game picks. We, we were each picking a game for the weekend, right? Which is exciting. So, three games. Uh, who was the number one pick this week? I was number one pick, wasn't Mr. I? Mr. Collard returning the marathon man himself. And I cheated. And you see why I've cheated. Because, obviously, I picked... Oh, well, I say, obviously, the listeners don't know this, but... They do. don't know. Is yeah. I've gone for Brentford-Chelsea. And the reason why I've gone for Brentford-Chelsea is so then I can duck out and then allow you to come in and just sweep up and talk all about Chelsea, mate. That, 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 that was my plan. Because I'm not going to be... I, I don't know if you guys know, I, I ran a marathon, right? So I haven't really been thinking much about football. Um, I did actually manage to watch England-Andorra, and that's pretty much the only football I've watched in the past two weeks. Um, just peculiarly because my mind's been on about the marathon. Um, I've, I've ran a marathon and got, got a medal for it. But... I have had to focus a little bit, obviously, because we have got some football coming up. So, I, yeah, I had number one pick and I, I went for Brentford Chelsea. Like I said, I was cheating a little bit, but there was also a little bit of substance behind it as well because like Brentford, they're, 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 they're a sharp looking team, aren't they? They come up from the Premier, uh, from the Championship. Um, I think last time out or the time, no, the last time I was on this pod, we overlooked the game against, they were playing against Liverpool. It was a cracker, free all, which I actually watched. And yeah, I, I, I think they're a joy. Uh, a joy to behold in terms of coming to the Premier League. They play, I would, I would say, the nicest football. They, they 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 have a game plan and there's an element of, um, I don't know to say, like, I don't want to say like, a bit rough and ready. They will get in your faces, but at the same time, they can knock the ball around. And given that result against Liverpool, Chelsea come into town. So I believe it's on a 5.30 kickoff as well, it's, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's the evening kickoff. I'm, I'm, Not a I'm nice a little, slot. Yeah, exactly. I'm a little bit intrigued to see how Chelsea get on, and probably more importantly, see how Brentford get on because you know they've got one under their sort of belt. In terms, of, I say can't really include Arsenal. So let's just say they've got um, you know getting a result against Liverpool at home. It's brilliant. Let's see if they can do it again against Chelsea. And Woods, this is where I bring you in to give a little bit more filler into that fixture. Yeah, I mean it's a local derby as well. Um, it is yeah I didn't even think about that yeah. as well yeah Chelsea in, in terms of the Premier League we, we, we've obviously had Fulham um, we've pretty much consistently had our way with Fulham apart from I think one game which was rather contentious but Brentford are a good team you touch on it like they're, they're a physical team they are physically prepared to go to battle in the Premier League unlike some shitty ass teams that wear yellow um, the last result they had was actually a 2-1 victory at West Ham as well, which is True. I think it was a late, late winner as well. But they're a team with ambition in, on the pitch as well as off it. And as Mikey has eloquently taken us from a previous pod. Um, and it was highlighted with how uh, they were going for the win that late in the game as opposed to playing for what would have been a decent point against a decent team away from home. It's going to be a tough game for Chelsea because um, the crowd will be bouncing. Um, it's a derby atmosphere anyway. Um, and their tails are up. They've started really well in the league. They've, as you said, they've got a really impressive draw off Liverpool who um, look like one of the best teams in the league so far this season, if not the entire of Europe. Chelsea laboured a bit last time out um, against Southampton. Um, it wasn't until the second half where uh, really Chelsea were able to press on and that was only once 
took a Saints red card, went down didn't to it? ten men. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it's it's been a bit. They don't move the ball quick enough at times, and I think that's Tuchel's frustration. They didn't against City, um, and they didn't against Southampton as well. And that will be a concern. There's going to be a lot of players from Chelsea that have been away for the last two weeks on international duty as well, which will be a factor because I don't know, but I'd assume that Brentford have probably had a relatively full house in training for the last two weeks in preparation for this tie. So it's, it's, it's a nasty game for Chelsea to come back into Premier League football because on paper, the game, Brentford newly promoted via the playoffs. You'd argue that they're probably uh, the weaker of the promoted teams. That's not obviously how it's played out. Um, but the game isn't played on paper. And uh, the atmosphere and their physicality and their desire to play the game, Brentford, will make it really tough for Chelsea. I wouldn't be surprised to see an upset in this game. I really wouldn't. This, 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 is, this is sort of... Um, Sounds like classic Woods talk here. Yeah, it's a trap game, right? Um, and and ultimately for Brentford, that there is no bigger scout for them than their local rivals and the current champions of Europe. Mm. And they've only lost once as well. I didn't realise that's how good a season they've had, really, in terms of three yeah. wins, three draw. They don't concede goals. They don't concede other than that Liverpool game. Um, they, they really don't. But they conceded goals. four, and three of those are in one game. Yeah, it's and you know Chelsea have struggled at times to break teams sorry, down. Sorry, sorry, they conceded six. Three of them were in three the game. Three in one game. Yeah. But still, that's, that's a decent record, isn't it? It is an impressive record. So um, it's, it's certainly a credentials check for Chelsea. Um, this will be... These are the games that I think you have to grind the result out if you want to be champions, right? The, these are the sort of the fixtures where... Um, that you play City, you play Liverpool, you play uh, these top teams um, that are also competing for the championship. Those games um, don't necessarily decide the title. You know, Alex Ferguson won title after title after title by winning all of the other fixtures. And this is one of those games that I think Chelsea have to kind of go in. And if you're serious about winning the Premier League, it's going to be a tough game, but they're going to have to go in and get a result. And I'm not convinced that they are capable of doing it because I really, I still look at the deficiencies within that. 11 and the lack of creativity uh, flanking either side of Romelu Lukaku. I wouldn't be surprised to see Werner play again. Werner actually had a pretty decent outing um, last time out against Southampton. I, I can see him probably going with a pair of Lukaku and Werner again in that situation. And I, I imagine that Mason Mount will also feature. And just one other question in regards to Chelsea and also a little sort of Ideas for fantasy football. Um, Chilwell came in last time, didn't he? I wonder mm. if that upset the balance a little bit because Alonso pretty much played every game, hadn't he, before? Alonso was really poor uh, against Juventus, like really poor, uh, which is why Chilwell came in. Uh, Chilwell came on at halftime in that Juventus game, um, so it wasn't a surprise to see him starting. It's been a surprise to not see him starting. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him carry on. Chilwell obviously gave away the penalty in the Southampton game, but other than that, he played quite well. He had a goal as well. The problem is, if you're asking me who's going to play, I don't honestly know in that position for Chelsea. Alonso. You think it would be Marcos? Yeah, I know. I read an account of someone that was at the Southampton game um, basically was just saying that yeah. the entire time Chilwell was on the pitch, Tuchel was just furiously shouting at him to do things that he wasn't doing. Um, it's not that. You know, you know how all managers it. have that yeah, one player, that one guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe says was Luke Shaw, another left back. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, and all he's got, uh, Donny, right? Mm. And crucially yeah. as well, um, I guess Lonzo obviously has had a break from the international, whereas no. Chilwell's been featuring. No, for he's him. been playing for Spain. He has. Yeah, he played uh, la last night against France in the oh, wow. European Best Friends League final. I know, Marcos Alonso's played for Spain. I find that bizarre as for well. For some reason, I thought he was no, nowhere near in that team. I, yep. Okay, fair yep. enough. Where was Jordi Alba? Uh, I don't know. Don't know. Cool. I honestly don't know. I don't know, but yeah, Marcos Alonso was playing for Spain last night. Okay. Um and that's then, what the was as well. It's kind of bizarre because both of those guys have got no recollection of them playing previously for Spain at all, and now they're featured players. But I guess when you're champions of Europe, that's what happens, right? Ah, uh, champions of Europe. How many more times am I going to have to hear this? Probably the same amount of times I hear you run this fucking marathon. <laughs> hey, so it's a different ball game, mate. You can win. Anyone can win the uh, the European Championships or whatever it is. The Champions European League. Cup, mate. I get Ch it right. Doesn't matter, mate. Neither in comparison to running the marathon, mate. You know, 
to start. I'm pretty sure alarm clocks win a marathons, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's very slowly, mate. Very slowly. You told us you got overtaken by a pair of scissors. Yeah, but I had to overtake him back, didn't I, to make sure to keep things in perspective. <laughs> Gave him the cut, yeah? Cool. <laughs> Mikey, you mentioned, obviously, you want to talk about United. You're featuring against Leicester, so that's the game that you're going to be talking about. It's a big game. I'll start with Leicester, because why? They haven't really been doing very well. Last time out, they dropped a two-goal lead um, against Palace to draw two-all. Um, they lost to Legia Warsaw. In the fucking Europa League before that, two all with Burnley. They built Millwall two 0 They lost two one to Brighton. Two all with Napoli. Lost to Man City one 0 Scabbed two one over Norwich. Lost four one to West Ham. You know they they haven't basically they haven't really been in a very rich very vein of form for quite some time. And Manchester United. Sorry, my dog is making a very strange sound. Probably choking on one of those Marcy keys eating me. No, he's licking something. He seems to be really enjoying it. You know what I mean? It's all a bit strange. Um, no, uh, Manchester United are just fucking dreadful, mate. Absolutely dreadful. And I've got some stats. I promised some stats last week on the show. I didn't actually show that. I didn't say them in the show that we dropped earlier on this week. That's how it works. Yep. I saved them for the weekend edition. And here we are. So there's a lot of uh, comparisons to Jose Mourinho and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, right? In terms of who was better, you know, the, the gloom was lifted when, when Solskjaer came in charge. A lot of it is with emotion. A lot of it is got, you've got them red tinted glasses on and it's very much an emotional thing with, with Oli. And, you know, me, I am a cold, dead beast. I, I look at things through the harsh reality of facts and figures. That's why... Zinedine Zidane is not the greatest 21. <laughs> no, no, look, I am an emotional guy more so than most, I would say. The romance is why I'm, what I'm here for. But when you do look at the stats and the figures, they don't really make great viewing or great reading, shall I say. So overall points per game under Mourinho was 1.97 from 144 games. It's 1.83 from 142 games since Ole became permanent manager. It's 1.89 factoring in his time as interim from 161 games. So straight off there, straight off the bat, Mourinho gets more points per game than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer does. does, does. And that does include the dreadful run that Mourinho had at the tail end of his United run as well, before he obviously got the sack. Um, Average goals scored under Mourinho was 1.74 and average goals scored for Oli was 1.92. So we do score more goals under Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. However, the conceded 0.9 under Mourinho, 1.14 under Oli. So actual fact, the goal difference for Mourinho is 0.84 and the goal difference for Oli is 0.78. For, for, for Solskjaer. So again, more points, better goal difference for Mourinho. These aren't, these aren't things, uh, you can't sway these numbers. This is, this is irrefutable spe- fact. Black and white. Spact. It's literally black and white. Um, other things to note, um, we won, t- Mourinho won two trophies as well. I'm not saying that obviously that those trophies were the be and end all. Um, and obviously, you know, getting rid of him made things feel a lot more positive, but we get less points per game. We score a bit more, but we concede more, which negates the extra goals by quite some time. And this is after spending hundreds of millions of pounds on top of what we'd already spent already. We still don't have a recognizable direction. We still don't do much in the way of semi-finals and finals, although we did under Mourinho to a degree. Um, that's kind of that's kind of it. There's a happier mood around around the club, more pleasant characters, you might say. Um, but we still largely score from counterattacks. We are decent at quick transitions. Our XG and chance creation is not great. Although I did read some mad stat that we apparently create loads of big chances, which I find bizarre to believe because we don't. I'm looking at the games; we fucking don't. Um, we set up negatively against the better teams. We concede control, just like we do did under Mourinho. We still rely on individuals in attacks rather than any current way of playing, just like under Mourinho. With the exact same fucking team as we were under Mourinho, with less tactics, a worse goal difference, and less points per, per game. 
but everyone's happy. Because the players... I said are- it before. I'll say it again. If he wasn't a Man United player beforehand, the rope wouldn't be so large. The people that are screaming Ole in are just fucking idiots, quite frankly, at this point. Well, let's, let's, let's not forget, Jose was pretty much hounded out as well, wasn't he? By not even yeah, just by the fans, but also the, the, the media and, like, you know, the people that, you know, Sky Sports and blah, blah, blah. They, they like, basically lost their patience where Ole seems to have, as you said, that extra bit of rope, doesn't he? Yeah. And, it, and it's just, I mean, I do kind of get the sense the tide is somewhat turning a little bit. People are starting to question. And even like, you know, like we said it on last week's show, you know, you never laughed at the game on his podcast, mm-hmm. was questioning the tactics, questioning the lack of direction, questioning the fact. He even said it. There's no patterns of play. What have I been saying? What have I been saying for fucking two years? Right. He literally used that phrase. And um, <laughs> and yet when it comes to Ollie, oh no, he needs more time. Give him time. And it's like, you're saying all of the things that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is responsible for without without wanting to actually criticise him for, for, for being in control of these things which are all going badly. You know, but of course, let's give fucking Mike Feeling a new deal. Let's give Carrick a new deal. Let's give the brain trust McKenna a new deal. It's a shambles, mate. It's a shambles. I said on last week's show, the last show, you know, getting taken over by, by, by bloodthirsty Saudi Arabians would be enough to make me stop loving football and stop supporting my team. The sight of Mike Feeling getting a new deal was almost enough, quite frankly. <laughs> right? Fuck my life. Very good. Contra- what a miserable time. Um, <laughs> but going back to this Leicester Man City, Man, Man, United, Man City, Man United game, Leicester in bad form, Man United are an absolute car wreck. Both teams need a result big time. Big time. It is, there's a lot of pressure on, on not, there's more pressure on Ollie than there is on, on Brendan, but I, Leicester have been like I said they haven't had a very good start to the season so far we're in that kind of understated three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday game which is always nice to kind of be in being in amongst it being in amongst everyone else there's no there's no pressure there's no spotlight I think that might work to the players advantage maybe 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 Mm -hmm. and um, yeah we'll see how we do it's a massive game for both teams massive game didn't you uh, play Everton in a three o'clock game or did I make that up no, uh, I've, I've got that in front of me. That was on Just TV, me, wasn't it? Give me one second. Uh, no, we played you on the uh, 12, 12 30, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. actually caught some of United, it, yeah. United played... started my weekend off with a, with a, with a miserable United, way. United played three o'clock against Newcastle and smacked them up, didn't they? That was the three o'clock yeah. game because mm. it, was, it was Ronaldo's debut. Okay. I, th- I think you're right. I, th- I think three o'clock will, will help in, in a way. I, I also think it helps that you're playing Leicester. I am enjoying the demise of Leicester City Football Club. I know you are. Tell us why, Woods. Why are you jo- enjoying that demise? Because um, their fans are a bunch of wankers. <laughs> Boom. Doesn't that- hold back. Uh, look. Um, look, Woods, before you go on, we are the 77th most listened to podcast, football podcast in the Philippines, right? There may be, there may be many, many Leicester City fans among that contingent. I saw Leicester fans sitting down this summer and kind of going, we should probably try and get like Dabala. And I'm like, what? So, so, and and they were dead serious about this, like way above their station. Like um, the the story was nice. It really was. It was a beautiful story, but like I'm done with Leicester City. Um, And like, the fact that they missed out in the Champions League twice in such heartbreaking fashion to Chelsea Football Club just makes it all the more delicious. En- enjoy the FA Cup. Enjoy enjoy laughing at Ben Chilwell celebrating a goal which was later ruled out and we'll 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 enjoy being champions of Europe while you languish in the lower mid regions of the Premier League this season. This is and, because and, and then Brendan I'll tell you what, mate, Newcastle picking up the phone. Brendan, we've got our Big old war chest. You interested? And Brendan's got history for this, and he's going to be like, "Oh, shiny new thing," and just basically see you later. That 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 would be peak. I tell you now that if 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 Newcastle if Newcastle do that, I won't be fully in, but I'll be kind of like, yeah, I actually really enjoyed that part. If they go and basically steal Brendan Rogers from Leicester City in hilarious fashion, and Arnie I'll be Bruce goes it. the other way and becomes manager. Arnie Bruce goes the other. Yeah, he, he comes. Aren't he Bruce trying to settle the ship? Oh, mate, yeah. I, I don't. What? Where? I don't think we've got to the origin of your hatred here. 
Is it because of the FA Cup? Um, it didn't help things. I, I just found that Leicester fans were just a bit twattish pre-post um, about that. And um, I mean, like ultimately, I'm trying to think if it was it was the week after. Was it wasn't the week after, the week before the FA Cup, before the end of the season, wasn't it? It was in a weird spot. Because we, oh yeah, we played with Stamford Bridge literally a couple of days later, didn't we? And and we won that football match, which put them on the brink. Then Chelsea went to Villa and fucked it all up, but they then went and fucked it up harder against Tottenham. Um, yeah, it's it just it's just something that doesn't sit with me about Leicester fans uh, anymore. Uh, I'll support you as well because there's one particular fan. I don't, I don't even know who he is, but there's one particular fan on Twitter that was just doing the rounds in terms of just goading constantly it's like mate you won one trophy and it was a miracle you know well done congratulations yeah. but stop thinking you're like you know mr big shot now because so it's, it's when they were going um and i i have a, i have found some amusement in basically the baiting of of arsenal fans on twitter because um brighton and hove albion did this leading into their game before the, the break where you see this yeah so they put neil mope in an image on their own account knowing what they were doing there because you, you, you basically Arsenal fan Arsenal are a massive club they are a massive club and especially online they are massive and they knew exactly because the interactions from Arsenal fans is basically money and that's what they did they basically put a tweet out there to get that and I, I have I have found it amusing that Aston Villa were doing exactly the same thing um, and to an extent that's what Leicester fans were doing but the problem was they were semi-serious they were they were like no we, we're, we're, we're one of the big we're in the big six Arsenal aren't in there anymore I'm like what? Because uh, you've won like two trophies in your history? Are, are we seriously saying this? It, it's just baffling to me. Like they, they, they played Champions League football once. The idea that they're a bigger team than Arsenal just because of that. Just, yeah. In the bin. Okay, Woods. Um, I feel like Leicester might become your new Tottenham, but they've probably still got some way to go. And shock horror, <laughs> you've picked Spurs as your game to preview this week. I have. I was at the uh, Dan Levy Sports Arena on Sunday. And did you enjoy your first time there? Uh, it's a very nice venue. Um, went on concourse glass. I've never seen something like this at a football I've got. Gla- I can look through the glass and I can see the pitch and I can see the stand at the other end. Uh, and it's quiet. Did you have glass- a sausage roll as well? I, I didn't. Um, I, I don't want to put that much money into Levy's pockets, mate. There's doors. There's fucking. There's fucking doors you open to go to your seat. This is very nice. You sit down your seat, and it's like you sit down. And you have a look around. It's like this is very nice. Big screens at the two massive screens. It's very nice. It's all really nice. And all I'm thinking is, isn't it nice to come watch Tottenham Hotspurs? It must be really, really nice for their fans to have to come to this nice stadium. Isn't it nice? And it's just nothing that I'd want to be doing if I was watching football. Give me Stamford Bridge. Give me Goodison Park. Give me a proper fucking football stadium because there's no way you can stand there. Like That's Mm. just not happening. It's all set up. To be nice. Hey, hey, everyone come have a nice time. Have a nice beer at our nice bar and but have a nice sausage roll. It's all very nice Fantastic here. sausage roll. But would, there will be that point where it's what's well, happening with Everton. No, look, I'm sure it's, 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 it's Chelsea. Uh, Dan, Dan, Dan Levy has got exactly what he wanted. And Sunday showed that. It was packed. 61,000 fans there, right? Filled the place. Um, the Saturday before showed that. Sold out. Boxing. It's exactly what Dan Levy wants. And I I went to the game on Sunday with a Spurs fan and he fucking hates the place because it stands for everything that Dan Levy wants and nothing that the fans want. It's all nice. Like, yeah, it's great. We've got this this place. But hey, wouldn't it be nice if we actually kind of, I don't know, invested in our playing staff and actually were trying to have some ambition when our best manager in a generation says... On the lead up to a European Cup final, this club and this team needs complete overhaul. And Levy goes, I'm going to give you zero transfers this window. Um, and since then, they've stagnated. They've fallen away. And it, it, it's, it's all related, right? It's all related to this. Um, they, apparently, they want a franchise there. They want an NFL franchise there. Oh, I mean, that sounds perfect, doesn't it, Daniel? Uh, Daniel Levy wants a Because fr- he doesn't give a f- about Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. He cares about the Dan Levy Arena being the shiny 
brand new toy in London. Um, and, and, it, and that's exactly what it is. It's exactly I, I, what it is. I apologise, listeners, because I've, I've segued this perfectly for Woods by, by bringing in, obviously, the fact that he loves to bait Tottenham. Woods, just on the, uh, any... Any thoughts on the actual game itself, the which is I mean, at the Tottenham this, Stadium? This, I talk about Chelsea playing a trap game at the weekend against Brentford. This is this is a bastard of a football match. What you're going to Newcastle the first time that that, that Mike Ashley isn't there. Those sports direct banners, boof, gone. All the hoardings, bosh, gone. It's a full house. That's how dedicated Newcastle fans are to their club. The first time this season they've got a full house is the first time that they get three hundred and twenty billion pounds worth of new owner coming in proper diehard fans in the northeast those lot are um it's it's going to be an atmosphere uh and i i think that i think newcastle might win the football match because for the first time this season the fans are actually going to be behind them um tottenham aren't playing particularly great football we know that they're playing nuno ball uh spurs fans really don't want that I can tell you that they, they they have no interest in Nuno Espirito Santo playing his brand of football, which is basically stifling and prey on the counter-attack that Son does something magnificent. Um, Newcastle haven't been good this season. We know that. Auntie Bruce is on the way out. We know that. But I remember when this happened at City, Mark Hughes was basically... Dead. Dead man right? walking. He's like dead man walking and he won his last football match there in charge because that's how this plays out. And Steve Bruce, Auntie Bruce, is going to go there. He's going to beat Tottenham Hotspur and then he's going to take his £8 million, which, by the way, Mike Ashley has done him a solid here. There's no two ways about it, right? That buyout must have been done. Mike Ashley must have known they were going to get this over the line. He must have been like, don't worry. Uh, don't worry, Brucey. Uh, of course I'm on mute no no I was going to say Mike Ashley's probably done a deal with Brucey where he said right I'll stick it at 8 million if you give me two of them <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, we'll sort this contract out you know it, it definitely stinks when I saw 8 million pounds I'm like that sounds like that's more than his actual contract like how is there's no way he can be on that much but yeah 8, eight million pound by Brucey's going to be fine right and with his 8 million pounds he might go into manage somewhere else Leicester maybe when Brendan goes to Newcastle maybe uh, who knows and crucially with that 8 million pounds in his back pocket isn't going to give a fuck what no. happens <laughs> do you know what I mean no. and he's away from obviously all of these diehard loyal Newcastle fans that support the team that have been hounding him for the last two years uh, holding him responsible for everything despite him doing a better job than Rafa Benito um, yeah, yeah less, of, less of that shout it's, but, um, it's only Bruce's thousandth game as well isn't it it is oh mate what a time for Brucey. <laughs> About 1,000 an hour, 8 million in the pocket, Tottenham in the mud. Oh, it's exactly what he wants. I see you're really looking forward to the football then. <laughs> I ain't watching this football match. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Tot- Tottenham versus Newcastle. I, 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 I tell you, like, I'm, I will probably try and watch this because uh, St. Maximan has been just scintillating to watch lately it seems that Bruce's tactic is everyone behind here and get the ball to him and he, all he says to uh, St Maximin is just go play just go, go just go play I tell you what St Maximin it's interesting as a sort of, a sort of great um, meme um, of St Maximin because um, St Maximin is obviously pretty much it's not that he's lucked into it but he has he now plays for the richest club in, in world football um, like he's been linked with moves to Chelsea, Liverpool, literally in the last fortnight. And someone found a video of a guy from 2013 saying uh, on YouTube, buy $1 of Bitcoin. And the, the meme is obviously, this is Alan St. in 2019, moving to Newcastle. You know, Obviously the fact is that he, he saw this on the horizon and now he's going to be playing with Mbappe. He's going to be playing with Pogba. He's going to be playing with all of these... When, when is his contract up for a renewal? Because he can. Oh yeah, yeah. He's going mean, to have a field day. Be like, uh, he's going to have a great new contract. Because because he he's yeah. Look, it's uh, it's worked out pretty nice until he gets replaced. Uh, I kind of just remember a little bit. Uh, this is a little bit off topic, but when Sean Wright Phillips, um, so Chelsea bought him. Jose bought him. Uh, Sean Wright Phillips, and then was like, I ain't got a fucking clue what I'm doing with this kid. Uh, he doesn't fit in anything that I do here. And um, he eventually escaped purgatory at Chelsea to go move to City the summer that the new owners came in and literally bought 
players better than Sean Wright Phillips, a player ahead of him. So he'd gone from purgatory at Chelsea to purgatory at City. <laughs> it was just so funny to kind of be like, he must be like, oh, you know what, fuck it. I just don't even take the money now and just chill out. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, I think it'll be an interesting football match. I think both teams like to play on the counter-attack, don't they? So I don't know if they'll cancel each other out, if they're just going to be like the ball in the middle of the pitch and each other just looking at each other going, no, you you play. No, you mm. play. Well, um, yeah, it's hard not to disagree in terms of uh, just give, give the ball to Alan St. Max moment and he'll just go off and, and do his thing. Um, he was the guy I actually spoke to, spoke about when we last did, well, I last partook in a football podcast with you boys. Yes. And we did a bit of fantasy football and I feel like that's where we should probably go next. Let's go. So, so yeah, fantasy football corner. Last, yeah, I'm trying to think last time, when was it, two weeks ago? It feels like a long time ago. Um, and obviously we've had the international break, uh, break now as well. I just want to, I'm going to revisit actually. Let me let me go onto the website for fantasy football. And I actually kind of want to just recap on um, the stars of the week. Basically the highest point, goal, uh, point scorers. Because it, it was just basically, it was just like a field of nobodies. As in very was, low ownership. So it was Tim Krul was your goalkeeper, uh, Lorente of Leeds, Chalabo of um, of Chelsea along with Asper de Quetta, Taylor of Burnley, Salah, obviously big hitter, and then Hoiberg, Townsend, Son, Huang and Jimenez. Now I can tell you right now, out of that, that list, there's not there's not going to be too many uh, um, high ownerships, shall we say. So um, yeah, I wanted to basically have a couple of, look at a couple of these players that featured on, on, the, um, on the high goal scorers or high point scorers from last week or last time out and I think from what I can see at the moment they're currently doing very well as in players coming in this week for in terms of transfers uh, so one of them is Andros Townsend and obviously I know a bit about Andros Townsend being an Evertonian and yeah he's doing really good things for us and he is currently at 6.8 million and his last four games uh, he's got 12 points 2 points 10 points 10 points um so, yeah, I, I think he's very much one to keep an eye on and one that you could possibly... Well, he's a good sort of midway player and mid-price player to bring in. Um, he's already got 275,000 new ownership. He's got up to 6.8% total ownership. Um, so, yeah, definitely looking at uh, Andros Townsend. Uh, if you want a cheaper Everton alternative in midfield... Don't look past uh, Decore either. He's um he's having a good season, stellar season this year. Uh, he's playing in a more advanced position. Uh, he's already got he's gained one hundred thirty four thousand owners already this this game week, and he's at six point five percent. Crucially, he's only five point seven million, so he's a lot cheaper alternative. Um, but I've I think I personally um have mentioned about Damari Gray. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's gone a little bit off the boil. So if you do want an alternative Everton player, they're the two that I think you should be looking at. Um, and the other guy I wanted to speak about was Huang. Old Huang um, seems to have built up a bit of a chemistry with uh, Jimenez. And I basically wanted to highlight this guy because he bagged a couple last time out, which was against Newcastle. Fair enough. But um, I just wanted to kind of highlight the fixtures that Wolves have got coming up. Um, and given this... Um, this developing relationship he's built building with Jimenez which who's at 7.5 and Huang's 5.6 so quite a significant difference basically Wolves have got Villa Leeds Everton Palace West Ham Norwich and Burnley now that's a very favorable running I would suggest um all run of fixtures so um I think I'm going to give it one more game week and if he starts this week and does anything of significance or looks dangerous I think he's a very very good cheap alternative to go in up front. Um, any any thoughts on those boys? You want to think about Huang's an interesting one. We spoke about him a couple of weeks back, didn't we? Um, My advice was don't touch him with a ten foot clown pole. <laughs> and and when, <laughs> I, when I when I when I saw him turning up and just basically blitzing two guys, I'm like, oh yeah. Turns out this guy might be. Look, it's, it's tough to know. Um, I thought Jimenez looked pretty uh, good for what it's uh, worth I'm in the game. St- I'm sticking by my advice. He might have three goals at the end of the season, and that will be the three that he scored so far. He very much could be that guy. He hasn't got a record of scoring goals. Goals, yeah, which is worrying. I worry about Wolves more, though, to be honest with you, um, because I've had Traore in this 
fucking team of mine for weeks now and he's just offering me nothing yet is supposedly an incredible threat <laughs> constantly and it's like do something because le- i'm looking at his results two points two points two points three points two points one point one point that's it and it's like bro you need to start i mean i haven't had him in the entire time obviously but you need to start doing something because i'm tired of you being top of that index thing or whatever it is and not actually delivering the goods going through one-on-one with the goalkeeper and, and not finishing. Well, this is the difference. Though. Huang looks like he's a he can finish. I know. Granted that you're saying he hasn't got the many goals outside since he's come into well before the Premier League, but he's already hit off the hit off quite quite well. I think he's, with, he's um, still Jimenez. going, isn't he? Oh. Yeah. It's, Fancy it's, football is all about punts, right? It's all about gut feels, trying to tie in some some stats. But the stats only go so far. <laughs> it's about the gut. Well, that's feel why. The that's what. That's why I said give it one more game week. Look at that favourable run of fixtures, and if he, I think. Yeah, I think he's definitely one to keep an eye on. And he's at 5.6 mil for, for a striker. That's that's pretty cheap. If he's a starter as well, um, the alternatives after that are, are pretty slim pickings. I mean, I think I've got the guy from uh, Dennis from Watford. Dennis from Watford, yeah. I think a lot of people got him in. Mm. I, I, my, my, my three are St. Maximum, Antonio and Ronaldo. Yeah, I've got Tony still. I'm, I'm riding with Tony. He... he he seems to be involved a lot. He's not quite hit a goal rush yet, but like you don't score that many goals in a division as he did last year without being a quality player. And he's a penalty taker as well, right? That's the other thing. Um, I'm trying to think who I put in. I think I put St. Maximin in as well. Um, well. I noticed you boys listened to me after last game week and my suggestion. It made all those subs. Nothing fucking happened, did it, mate? I was <laughs> joking. I was joking. I, I, I can't think who I also brought in. I brought in. Um, I, I did something really annoying actually a couple of weeks ago because I took out Smith Rowe because I I'd sat with him and sat with him and sat with him and sat with him and he did nothing, nothing, nothing. And then the North London derby happened the game week that I took him out and it was like you fucking kidding. Well, me. that's that's why I also asked you because my my guy that I brought in was Alonso and straight away doesn't play and I'm like great. What? That's exactly what happened to me. I brought Alonso in. Nothing happened. It's very, very frustrating. Uh, where, where, where is the pod of two halves team in, in our in our league at the moment? Uh, we're, we're we're doing okay. Um, I've gone for an alternative in terms of um, well, what I'd have as my alternative team. I.e., I don't have Ronaldo. I have Lukaku. All right. If you bear with me two seconds, let me jump into the league and I'll let you know how we're doing. I think we're midway, but we had a poor start. Oh, we're up to seventh. we're up to seventh in in our in our league. Scored 42 points and the average for the week was, I think, 39. So when I say it's a low scoring week, that's because basically all the big hitters that everyone's got didn't do very well. Barcella, who, by the way, had an outstanding game or scored an outstanding goal against City. Um, Some goal there. Yeah. I had Lukaku. Well, the part of two halves one had Lukaku as captain last time and that didn't pay off. And I had Smith Rowe in the team and he scored three points. So... That didn't work pay off either by keeping Smith Rowe in. It's definitely someone I think I want to I want to get rid of. Smith Rowe. The thing with what I'll but say yeah. about Smith Rowe is that whenever I watch Arsenal, he's always in the place to score goals. So uh, this is why I'm so annoyed because I stuck with him because like, every week I'd watch him, it's like he's always there. He's always there. And then I pulled him out, and then the first thing he did was I'm always here, scored <laughs> an assist. And I'm like, You're fucking kidding me. Kidding me, kid. I think he scored tonight for the 21s as well. So I don't know if he's starting to hit a patch of form. Uh, one player that can uh, go, to, go to hell is uh, Ferran Torres. I like Ferran Torres, the footballer. Ferran Torres, the footballer, when he plays for Spain, scores goals. Heck, when he plays for Man City, he scores goals. Pep Guardiola just doesn't play this guy anymore. Well, this is the, uh, the risk with, with City players, isn't it? They call it Pep Roulette for a reason. Fucking and then after we've got Tuchel or Claude, whatever we're going to call him, T-squared Roulette. Because, I mean, I asked you earlier and you kind of alluded to the fact that you just don't know who, who's going to play this week. And as much as I want to bring Chelsea players in because they, I do feel like they're, 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 when Chelsea do play, especially in that defence, they do look pretty defensively sound. It's just knowing who's going to go in. I think only Aspilicueta is featured in every game. Yeah. Am I right and, in thinking that? And, and Mendy. he will feature. Yeah. I think Mendy's missed maybe one, but he's obviously, the goalkeeper tends to be pretty regular. Mm. He will be through to January until he disappears for the Cup of Nations. Mm. I want my, I want to weigh into that Chelsea defence, but I find it too risky. And I think Aspilicueta at six point one million is 
it's quite pricey and I feel like um, he's just not as attacking as, as say Alonso who obviously didn't feature who I brought in so yeah there was a couple of uh, other significant outs as well that I kind of wanted to draw attention to and Mike I want to go to your opinion on this one for Ronaldo he's lost 222,000 uh, owners we know we've said before that once he's in our squad he's going to stay in regardless pretty much is that changed at all yes it has changed I made him captain for the last fucking time. I'm going to, much like what, potentially for the last time, much like you with, uh, what's his face? He said a second ago, uh, Huang. I'm giving Ole one more game. One more game. And if we look as toothless as we have done the last seemingly forever, uh, I, I, I can't I can't keep 12 and a half million tied up in one guy regardless of whether he was the player of the month or not, which is bizarre. Um, I just can't keep that much money tied up in one guy who doesn't get any chances. Mm. Just doesn't get any chances. And the, and the thing is as well, your your fixtures aren't looking favourable. Once Horrendous. you get past this Leicester game, you've got Liverpool, Tottenham, Man City. That's three on a bounce. That's going to be quite quite tricky. Tottenham's away as well. Yeah, it's not, it's not a good... It's not a good run of fixtures for us at all. We know it's kind of like the, what you'll call it, the, the murderer's row of fixtures, if you will. It's coming out. Um, it's not looking good. You know, as you said, Liverpool, Spurs away, Man City at home, Watford away, fine, Chelsea away, Arsenal at home. Um, then you've got Palace, and then Norwich, then Brentford. It gets a little bit easier. <laughs> it's, a, it's not a nice little run for a little bit, well, basically. Is what it saying. was always known when Ronaldo came in, basically up until game week seven, the fixtures were going to be good, kind. Obviously, starting off with that yeah. Newcastle well, game. I, I, well, as I said, I think this this Leicester game happens, and this dictates then what I do. Um, I want to see how Lukaku performs as well. So maybe it's a little cheeky swap. Mm, that's what that's um, very... Save some dosh. Save some dosh as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's how I'm thinking as well. And just the other one I wanted to highlight was uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, he's 50-50 for a game against Watford. Uh, it's frustrating, but he's definitely one I'm going to keep hold of. So I do hope he will make a recovery soon, but he's already lost 163,000 plus owners. That will go up by the end of the week. One of those was me. Oh, really? You decided to part ways with your premium defender. Yeah, I'm tired of it, man. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of having that much money tied into defense. I know that I know it works in the, in in that in that way, and you, know, you should points per million spent is incredible for good value, but there are other options that are a million or more cheaper than him that have all got more points than him so far. Um, maybe the tune changes once if he comes back in his fit and starts doing stuff again, but I can't have him being unreliable, so I chipped him out. But I chipped him out for fucking Alonso, who obviously didn't play, so what do I know? Yeah, I feel your pain. Although, I think we both had Liveramento on the bench who popped up with an assist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm Which is why, again, before you do ask me that question, why, why I always stress the importance of having a playing person on your bench. And not bloody Robert Street or whoever you have. <laughs> hey, that guy, man. He was like, he was short-lived but memorable. What's um, your question? The defenders. I want to get Luke Shaw out. Yes. Um, that's that's. Man United I don't look like keeping me. like a keep a clean sheet, and you've now lost Maguire and Varane. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So it's you're just great. relying so, on him um, from an, an attacking out, output, and it's just. Even that's not being and that we, good. We don't have we don't, we don't we don't have an attacking output. So um, there it is. So he's coming out, and I'm looking at the defense. I've got I've got 1.8 million in the bank, mm-hmm. right? I've got I never have 1.8 million in the bank ever. Never. I never play with money like that. I always eke out all of the funds I can. Now, with Shaw going out, I've got a few options. You have got Cancelo, top scoring defender in the league at the moment. Uh, Diaz, Alonso, and then you've got a couple of Brentford players, Jan- Jansen and Pinnock. Mm. Would you recommend any of these Brentford players to go in? What were you thinking here? Because, again, it's, they're, well, they're quite cheap. Yeah, Jan- Jansen's like a, a centre-back, isn't he? I think Pinnock's a full-back. So I think Jansen's done well in terms of, um, as we think we spoke about earlier, Brentford haven't conceded too many goals, and he's actually popped up with a couple, I think, himself uh, from set-pieces. Is it is it Janssen? Yeah, where's Pinnock? No, he's, he's not scored any. He's not scored any goals. He's not scored any. No, none, none at all. He's not scored a single goal this season. No. Maybe I'm thinking of in the cup then. Either way, Pinnock is your, is your fullback. Pinnock has scored a goal. 
Mm. So then maybe that's where I'm getting confused. Although Janssen has three assists, to be fair. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Of, yeah, where he's won the ball from a corner and he's headed it down and there he's been go, tapped yeah. in. So yeah, yeah, that's where he's getting his points. So I always think you should probably go full back if you can. But uh, out there, those players you mentioned, Cancelo, um, I think he's pretty much been the only player to feature in every game bar Grealish, or he's played full minutes of every game. Give me two seconds. Yeah, so he's played 90 minutes. So in terms of Pep Roulette, if you do want a, a more of a safety bet, Cancelo might be your guy. He's also the yeah, second most bought in player as well this week. Yeah, I, th- I think he goes in. I think he he is at in. 6.2, but if you're got money to play with as you allude to then yeah excellent thank you for your wise counsel you, 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 want, you want a premium defender and you want to save some dollars which you've done by dropping Trent and if you're going to lose Luke Shaw as well then I definitely recommend bringing in Cancelo surely that would then who, who else you got in defence oh jobbers mate uh, Duffy my current defence is Duffy Alonso Shaw Williams and Liveramento yeah Definitely bringing Cancelo then. I still feel like you should always have a premium defender. And obviously, Trent is the most premium out of whatever he is, 7, 7.5. Uh, six, 7.5. Yeah, 6.2 then. And pretty much like, you know, he's a shoo-in for hopefully attacking outputs as well as as well as well clean sheets. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a no-brainer to be honest. Perfect. Thanks, Lee. No worries, buddy. Would, would you like any quick fancy football advice before we say our goodbyes? Um, no. No? I, 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 Bring I'm, back I'm sniffering. Right. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't now, mate. Like, I can't. I, I've been hurt. Don't ever make that mistake. If, it, if it, Say Smith Rowe does actually start scoring goals, bring him in. Take Forget about your pride, put it out the door and bring him back in. At what point, um, it's interesting you say about Ronaldo, do, do, you, do you think um, replacing Ronaldo, who would you go with? Does that have interest? Well, this is the thing. Obviously, I'm just going to come in here, Lee. Apologies. The obvious answer is Romelu Lukaku, but I have watched Romelu Lukaku play. <laughs> he's looked fucking dreadful. The, like, no, not he, he, He's looked like Romelu Lukaku, who's not having a good time. You know what I mean? Still kind of effective, still a big unit, still doing little layoffs and stuff, but not looking too much of a threat himself. Whereas Werner, as you say, he I watched him against Southampton. He looked really, yeah. really... He looked really... I'm hesitant to say good because it's Werner, right? He's got points to prove. I, Sometimes I, that, that's the extra motivation. I the, Lukaku had a goal disallowed, which was marginal on uh, against Southampton as well. It's he's not getting enough ball into him that he can feed on, uh, and that's something that's that's down to our midfielders. They're just not passing the ball because he he scored a great goal against uh, France um, in the semi-finals of the European Best Friends Nations League game. Um, so I'm not too concerned about Hill. I'm wondering about Kane. I'm wondering if at some point is 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 he ever going to get it together this season to the point where we're going to see that player? You know that that player that scores goal for fun is that going to happen at some point? I think with Kane, the reason. Sorry, I was. Uh, I think with Kane, you you've got to wait for him to actually get into some some form of form, and I don't yeah. think it's there yet. Whereas I disagree with Mikey. I think Lukaku wouldn't be a bad shout. Well, then, no, then, I'm going to say, I, I, I will be going for Lukaku, by the way. I will just say that because unlike Kane, Chelsea are a good team. Yeah. Like, unlike Spurs, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, you, a forward like Lukaku, I know he's going to score goals, regardless of my personal animosity towards him, right? Or how I conceive him. Like, Lukaku will score goals. He will get 15, 20 goals a season, if not more. He will. The issue I have with Kane mm. playing for a garbage Spurs team on the counter attack and not looking interested. Mm, that's a fair point. He ain't gonna. He's not gonna. And this is why Ronaldo, I know that he'll probably score goals this season, but I don't bank on it happening every week because he uh, he's as if he get is he gonna get the chances in this team? I don't know. And I think Timo Werner's too risky. Too risky. Yeah. I, I, I'd love to go down the Werner route, believe me I would. It would be a maverick decision. Yeah, it's ballsy. But look, look, I think if you, especially with this, you've got to play some degree of percentages. And if you don't go Ronaldo, you have to go Lukaku. That's just simple. Yeah. And if you want to go for an old classic or an old favourite on fantasy football, 
Jamie Vardy. I know we've written off Leicester already. Yeah. But he's on penalties. He's, he's, st- he's still scoring. He's scoring for fun, isn't he? The car. Mm. Jesus, yeah. He's, he's, he's ridiculous. And he's, he features he's ridiculous. in. He's 10.5, so he's he's up there in the premium, but he's not obviously that high. I think he's at 14% ownership, so he's a relative differential. I mean, he's 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 scoring consistently at the moment. Yeah. Um, and that's, well, that's all he's highest, done, isn't he? Second highest uh, point scorer um, in forwards. Yeah. Um, and with 48. It's weird that Gabby Jesus is third in it and no one seems to be Biting speaking on about it. him at all. No, it's pet roulette, isn't it? And on that note... Well, this is true. This is true. Um, I will say, just final thing on, on Lukaku, because I love I loved talking about this guy. I think my negative reaction of him... The game against Southampton was pretty much the first time I've watched Chelsea from start to finish this season. So I saw a lot of his uh, foibles, let's just say. The things that I'm obviously going to zero in on and go, oh, look how shit he is, because obviously he played for Man United. He doesn't play for Man United now, so now I have to focus on him being shit <laughs> as to not feel like you know that, uh, that I'm, I'm losing out, you see. So that's just explaining. No, I mean, he's... Not he's he's not struggling. The team is struggling, which is making him look like he's struggling. If that makes sense, I I I think that Tuchel has to work on getting the ball into him better. Like the goal that he conceded, it won't be a surprise to you because every time I've watched Belgium play, Kevin De Bruyne and Romelu Lukaku have a really good rapport on the pitch. Like Lukaku gets into positions, and De Bruyne knows where to put the ball into him. Um, too often, Chelsea's midfielders aren't capable of making that pass. They, 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 they're too passive and safe in their pass and they need to be more direct to kind of get that ball into Lukaku quick and allow him to do the rest. And that's something that has been lacking. Um, tad it, harsh, it, allow him to take that. Allow him to take that first touch, eh? Well, it's not the... It's, it's, it, I mean, it's not a case of him taking... It's giving him the opportunity to roll his defender, isn't it? That's, that's what you want to do. If you get the ball into him, he's able to use his body to shield it get beyond and then just basically hammer it as hard as he can. That's that's his goal tactic. If you basically play the ball into his feet in some sort of neat, intricate playing style, you're never going to get the most out of this guy. And that's definitely not fantasy football talk. This is obviously more of our regular Monday pod slash Tuesday drop pod to talk about. But that that's the problem. I think the club are playing a brand of football that is not helping that player at the moment. And that's something that has to be solved if the club have got if the club wants to be successful this season, basically. You can't have uh your source of goals being frustrated playing and not getting the opportunities that he wants because City and Liverpool are certainly finding theirs. But to bring it back to fantasy football, you've got the fixtures to iron out any creases. So Chelsea've got a nice run. So yeah. We'll see. Chelsea have got a nice run. They've 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 got the the uh, the, the opposite to United. Um, I wouldn't put Lukaku in against Brentford though. No, too soon. I, I really I really think that's going to be a tough fixture for Chelsea. Um, yeah, I don't have the transfer. I just I've I just, only got one transfer. <laughs> I just can't take Ronaldo out. Guy scores. He just scores, um, and I, he scores regardless of whatever brand of or pattern of play that Ollie's putting out for United fans to to enjoy he will score goals and he damn sure better be on penalties now right uh, apparently not uh, you're fucking kidding me that's a killer that's for, a killer that is a killer that's a killer, that's a killer man like, I, I might have to, to, to if he's if he, the next penalty happens and he don't take it that might be it because at 12 and a half I, he has to be taking penalties but then you find, you find that dilemma with Lukaku though because Jorginho. You do, because Jorginho will be taking him, which means Fardy. Yeah. All right. Let's get let's let's wrap it up. Let's, let's say goodbyes. It. It's done. It's done. It's done. In the books. For me then. Bye. I'll say goodbye. Goodbye, Mikey. Bye. Eight, Bye. eight days. It'll be eight days, guys, at this point. Eight days. View it, the listeners don't give a flying fudge about Well, they do with the following week when we're not around to record, and they'll be like, where, where are they? And we'll be like, oh, we're, we're on a Off the back of Manchester United versus Liverpool. Thank. Thank. <laughs> Sweet Lord. <laughs> and on that note, let us ride into the sunset, boys. Cheerio. Arrivederci. Arrivederci.
Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.